Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's, Let's Go, Go there, there, where we will, in fact, go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And today I have a very special guest... My teenage daughter, who just turned 15. So hello, Yasmin. Hi. I decided to do this because so many of you write to me about raising a teenage girl or boy, and it's a lot of angst. And I think that, you know, on top of it, they don't kind of realize what goes into a day of... This is going to be a 15-minute long lecture. I may as well just go now. (laughs) No, what do you want to talk about? I don't want a lecture. I already get those weekly from you. Okay, so what do you want to talk about? anything but that okay so in a teenage girl's life today how does it feel to be a teenager in today's world then i've not been anything else i don't know you wake up you go to school you come home you call your friends and watch netflix do you think that you're less affected than the boys or do you think the changes affected them the boys like aaron doesn't really care and zach's just a grump so when you see the two houses nothing's changed but the two houses does that bother you going back and forth like that? Because I think a lot of people stay like, do you prefer me in this relationship than in the relationship as it was? I couldn't with care less. It's more relaxed with what I do because dad was a lot stricter with me with like what I could and couldn't do. So if I'm like, it's like different rules when I'm there than when I'm here now, because obviously he doesn't live here. But other than that, nothing changed. But it's like, it's like, I guess it's like more relaxed of like, in general, what I can, can and can't do. So like, when you go to dad's house, it's his rules, which we try to enforce them all the same, but I guess they're different. Going back and forth doesn't bother you because a lot of women, I think, and actually this is interesting to people because I think a lot of women and everything out there, they don't get divorced because they worry about the children. And you genuinely, can you see that I'm happier? Yeah, I guess. How? 
You're just never home. I don't know. <laughs> I'm never home either, but like... I'm more home now than I ever was. Yeah, but I'm never home. So like, yeah. it doesn't really change anything for me because I'm always... Like, you were a teenage girl, so you're out. I'm home a lot now. Like, if anything, I wasn't home when, when at the end of the marriage with daddy. So it's really interesting because I think, as I said, so many people have put into their head that they should stick things out for the children and you genuinely, genuinely don't need therapy. No. I tried that. I didn't like her very much, which was kind of annoying. Don't you feel like two happy homes are better than one? Yeah. And what are the plus sides? It's easier to, like, get away with things. Yes, I, I feel like your brother uses that a lot too. All of you play me off your dad. I don't. Well, you do sometimes. Mm. Mm. I did not. Okay. Um, when did I do that? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know that your dad's already said no and all of these kind of things, and then I say yes. So. That's what the boys do. I don't do that. Right. I just ask you first because I'm not silly. And how do you feel now, like, if your dad gets a girlfriend? I don't care. <laughs> he can do what he wants. That's so nice. Do you think, like, do you have a lot of divorced friends? Like yeah. friends' parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they affected by it or they think better? I mean, it depends on the friend because I've got friends who have had it since they were two and friends who found out, like, two months ago. And they're devastated. They were at first. But, you know, different families have different struggles. So it's, like different because of other things it's like harder for them and do you think that daddy and i handled it quite well yeah i don't know i haven't like i don't witness other divorce proceedings on the weekly basis i don't know what. no but we definitely tried not to have arguments in front of you all you know i mean the very end maybe we did some but not very often which i think you know i'm quite proud of that we've managed to remain friends right mm-hmm and like i think a big thing was your birthday wasn't it for dad and all of us to have dinner yeah and it didn't go great but <laughs> yeah but sergio was there too which is great right mm. do you feel like sergio is taking your dad's place no exactly do you feel like sergio's tried to take your father's place no yeah he's they're like so like opposite like it just you can't even imagine it because like dad's like Ooh, and Sergio's like a baby. Like a friend. No, Sergio's just a baby. That's what he is. That's the only way you can describe it. In what Like, way? I've seen him take the fork and fiddle with the chocolate sauce on a plate when we were in London in the summer. And then I called him a baby and he got grumpy like a baby and got in a little mood, which proved my point. Okay, but do you have fun with Sergio? It's fun to laugh at him. But you like him genuinely. Yeah, yeah. I don't say I didn't. I know you do. So, like, would you prefer mommy had an older guy or do I you, like... couldn't care less. Date who you want. <laughs> do you feel that you get more on one-on-one time with your dad now that we're divorced, more focused? I mean, obviously, you're not there when I'm at his, but, like, other than that, like, we sit with him at dinner, like, we, we were here, like, we'd all have family dinners and we watch something after dinner. And when the boys go to bed, me and dad watch a show together. But that's kind of it. Or, like, on there's, like, the night that I stay there by myself, but that's it. Like, it's pretty much the same. Like, before it, like, me and Dad used to go on, like, the trips just us. But obviously, we haven't done that because of corona and stuff. So, I don't know. How are the family holidays now? I think, like, it was easier when it was all of us because it was easier to sort someone to just, like, deal with it. Kind of. Because I feel like looking after the boys is, like, drawing the short straw. I'm sorry, but it's awful. Well, this year, we're doing one month, one month. So let's see. From your perspective, as a child of divorced parents in today's world, if you could turn it all back, would you put us back together? I don't get to pick. I don't care. It's whatever you want to do. It's something to do with me. See, that's amazing. So as long as I'm happy and we're all happy, everybody's happy, right? Yeah. Which is Zach. Which is what I... Well, you know, Zach's, Zach's not happy for other reasons. Zach's just 
more in love with me, I think, for doing, you know, wants to be with me. It's a jealousy issue. It's not about his dad. But that's a very interesting, Yasmin. So, you know, I think that that really would, will help a lot of people because so many people think that it, kids are so affected by it. And what I'm trying to say is, you know, I think by you saying you don't care, it's not that you don't really care, but if, if it doesn't affect a child immediately, it's not really on their radar. If you make it just their life is the same, which it is other than they have two houses, as she said, nothing else has changed for her, then nothing else has changed for her. They weren't very aware of the rest of the relationship. They didn't care that come on the date night or the everything else. So, you know, as long as their life and their world hasn't changed, then, you know, that's all kids really, really care about, to be honest. I think another question that everyone has for you, Yasmin, is really about the effect maybe being on reality TV has had on you, whether it affected you and how you feel your childhood was growing up on a TV show like that. I think it's cool. And would you, would you do it again? Yeah. What was it like growing up in a house with camera crews? I mean, obviously I can't really compare it to something else because from what I can remember, that's all we had until we moved here. So when I got older, so it's like growing up, I always had it. So it was just like normal for me. I don't know how it would be for someone else, but like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fun. Do your schoolmates ask you about it? Yeah, I watched it with Tizzy last week. And what does she think? She thinks it's funny. But what when you got to the school, does it make it difficult? Had some of your friends seen it? Had some of the parents seen it? I think parents had heard of it, but that was kind of it. Like, people obviously ask you, like, what does your mum do? And then I'd mention, like, oh, where'd that come from? Like, OTV, and then they know what it is, but, like... It hasn't impacted you at a school or whatever? People don't make fun of you? Or... Oh, they make fun of me. I don't know. No. Is it cool? It's not cool. It's not sad. It's just normal. Like some people's parents are accountants. Some people's parents are movie stars. Like it doesn't matter. Right. So you don't get teased. No one really sort of bats an eyelid in today's world because everything it's so diverse. I mean, that's the good thing about device, I think, is there's just so many diverse people from so many different backgrounds, which maybe you don't get in the UK that, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, people just go, oh, okay. Do you remember the time on it with me? Do you remember how I was? I thought it was funny when you got into fights with the other girls. I remember I remember we would like watch it back in your room when you got it, like before it would come out and get like the little codes and you'd watch it on like Vimeo or whatever and we'd watch it on your TV. It would be like me, you, dad, but the boys weren't allowed to watch because they, dad didn't want them to see you being mean because it would encourage them. Yeah, I remember doing that actually, watching it. We used to get it just like I think a week, a week before, before. Yeah, a week before it came out in the States and we'd all sit down and watch it. The other thing, like I, I'm, I'm noticing a lot. So, I mean, I think these are quite pivotal moments. By the way, the divorce, the TV show, and so far, you're saying that it hasn't really impacted you as a person. Other than, do you think it makes you stronger? Do you think it makes you more resilient? Do you think it makes you? I mean, it was like a like the TV show. Like I don't really remember much before that because it happened like just when we moved to Wentworth, and I don't really remember much from before we moved to Wentworth. I was like four, so. And we moved there when I was six, but yeah. So I'm sure it did have some sort of impact on my personality, but like, I wouldn't know what that is. I didn't really have one beforehand. In which way? Like, what do you think you want to do now because of it? How do you think it's impacted you? No, I don't know how it did. I'm just saying I'm sure it did because like, obviously you see like other people growing up in a certain way and like going and doing these things and you, the way your personality is formed is by your surroundings. It's basic like nature versus nurture. So it's like the surroundings that are around you. So I'm sure that when like in those years where your personality does, does form, I'm sure it did have an impact on how my personality came out. But like I already had my, but then like when it, you and dad split up, that was only like last year. I was 
what, 13, 14. So I'd already like kind of, my whole like little like mindset already kind of like sculpted itself. So nothing really changed. I know, but some people are really flawed by that, like flawed by divorcing parents. Why do you think you're not? Doesn't like affect me. Like it doesn't change who I am. I can, it's not my business. I it just doesn't affect me. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you think it makes me and dad like happier people now when you see us individually? Depends on your mood. And then I guess we moved to Dubai as well. How do you feel like, as one of the pivotal moments of your life, leaving the UK and leaving your family and getting here now? I mean, obviously I love England and I love everyone there. I love going there in the summer and seeing everyone. But like, I like Dubai as well. There's nothing like, Dubai is a really fun place. I love my friends here as well. Your friends kind of become your family because it's kind of like, you don't really have extended family here apart from what you and dad. Because it's not like I can just go back to England really quick. You know, it's like an eight hour flight away. So I think it like, it made me like depend on my friendships a lot more because that's like you're, what you're going to get. I do feel like teenage girls sort of put their friendships in front of everything. Like a, a lot of time is spent on your friendships. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very close with my friends, especially like I have friends that I've been friends with since I was like two and friends that I've been friends with for like two months. But like I still care about both of them. And the sort of the dramas that ensue, like I feel like teenage girls, they have wild dramas and then like the next day you're all friends again. Honestly, I'm surprised that no one has come up with the idea for a reality TV show about teenage girls because that would be 10 times worse than any Kardashian show you could ever watch because it would be like five new things every day. Like that's that's something I, like I'd understand that. It's so funny. And what is your main concern, like girl friendships or boys at the same? I'm friends with boys. I'm friends with girls. Like, I hate when people just assume you can't be friends with a guy because they're a guy. Like, I think that's stupid, to be honest, because I can be friends with whoever I want to be friends with and be completely platonic with them. And do you prefer, like, are you tomboy or do you like to do girl things? Depends. Like, I like going to get my nails done with my friends like any girl would. But then... I don't go out in dresses every day and all that. Like, it just depends on, like, the thing. Do you worry about your weight? No. I have a fast metabolism, though, so I've never, I've never had to. I can eat what I want and I won't gain weight. So that's different for other girls my age. Do you find that teenage girls now, because you seem, seem to sort of have your, I mean, so far, like, everything you've said, you're sort of fine with. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Like, does anything rock your boat? People push my buttons, I'll have a go at them. I don't know. You're quite a cool cucumber. Don't ever say that again. That was awful. <laughs> Things just go straight over your head. Okay, if you can't control them, it's okay. Next. No, I'll get like irritated with people like easily. I, I'm Everyone would admit I'm quite an easily irritated person and I'll just get snappy with you. But like all my friends don't take it to heart because they know it's just how I am. And do you get over things quite quickly? Depends on the thing. Like, I'm a very forgiving person. Like, all my friends will say that I'm too nice to people and I let people, like, kind of, like, walk all over me. But there's, like, a certain line and once you cross it, you're not coming back into my life. And what's more important to you, work or friends? School, school work or friends? I mean, you have to find a balance because I have my grades. My grades are good for, like, my age. I'm in, a t I'm in a higher set in my school. I don't fail my exams. I've never failed anything when it comes to schoolwork ever, I don't think. And... I still make time to see my friends every weekend and have fun. So I, would, I wouldn't want to sit here and do work all day every day, but I also wouldn't want to be out partying and going out with my friends and then get zeros on all my tests. At 15, like, what kind of parties, like, where do you go in Dubai? What, what's the stuff to do? I mean, like, it just depends on your friend group. Like, I'm friends with, like, a lot of different 
groups sort of so like you might go to someone's house and they'll just have like a gath and have a, a few people around or you'll go to like a park and just all sit in a big group of you or you know some people prefer to go to JVR. like a lot of teen girls do suffer from like anxiety depression things like this i have anxiety okay so how do you know you have anxiety because my therapist told me okay and how do you deal with it then do and just because your therapist told you you have it you know i mean like isn't that how it works i don't know how this works isn't that who diagnoses you isn't that your therapist i don't know some are rubbish i also don't like that that someone's just told you you have anxiety based on what based on how i am and how i act and the way i feel on things i'm guessing the one thing I wouldn't say you were, but again, I'm interested. I think therapists have too much of a free reign. I sent Zach to a therapist after because your father wanted me to after the divorce. And they told him that his entire problem was down to his brother because his brother took too much space in the womb. And it's so bad. Like he's like came back and told Sergio. Aaron's the more reserved one and Zach's the one who's kind of like. Yeah. And actually told Sergio, that he has no problem with him, that everything's down to his brother. I think they have too much power and you need to be very careful who you put your child in front of because, you know, obviously it's a ridiculous thing to tell a child that he had too much space in the womb and doesn't like sharing with his brother. Anyway, no words. But like at school, do you have friends with depression? Yeah, I'm sure there are, but I'm not really going to get into things my friends have confided in me with. No, no, I don't need to know what you're talking about, but I'm just saying, how do you help each other out? Like, if they're very, are they very adult problems? For some people, yeah. Like, I have friends who, like, since they were, like, children have had to really step up and take the adult roles. But, I mean, only so much you can do without, like, imposing, without imposing yourself into someone else's life. And if they want to tell you, they can, but you can't force them to. Yeah. How does it make you feel when they've had to step up into their parental roles? I mean, like, obviously I feel bad because that's not something that you'd want to take on at such a young age, but... Also, you can't change it for them. So you just kind of have to like be there for them. If they want to speak to you about it, they can. You can give them advice. Now, how is it being my daughter? Unique. <laughs> In what way? Because you act the same age as me. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> uh, but just like, you only have so many years as a teenager. So just like, don't care. Do what you want to do. I better ask forgiveness and permission. Oh, I see. Thank you, Yasmin. This has been real. <laughs> Okay, guys, it's time to get more of what you want and less of what you don't want. Less stress at work, more fun in the sun. Less to do on your plate, more tacos on your plate. Less thinking about the big picture, more margaritas in the picture. It's time for an all-inclusive beach vacation. CheapCaribbean.com has got you covered. So you're close to chilling in Jamaica, partying in Cancun, or just relaxing in the Riviera Maya. All-inclusive means you get more food, more drinks, and more fun. Cheap Caribbean has no change fees, so when you book at Cheap Caribbean Resort and add trip protection, you can book with total confidence. Less money, less worry, more beach. Right now, you can take $100 off your next beach vacay when you visit cheapcaribbean.com slash divorcenotdead. Go to cheapcaribbean.com Divorce Not Dead to get the great deal. And I'll see you on the beach. I wanted to continue this podcast by myself. Going through it with my daughter, as you can see, I think the general consensus is for 
anyone bringing up teenage girls or children, actually. For the divorce thing, she's very nonchalant. Whether whether she's hiding something or not, I really don't think she is. And some of you can say whatever you feel. She does have a very sort of good grasp on life. And I think, you know, unless it really impacts a child in a way that it changes everything for them, I really don't think they think about it because they, she gets two gifts. She said her relationship with her father is the same. She's not looking at my sexual relationship or my bedtime relationship with him. So she doesn't see whether we're together or not. I was always traveling when I was with their father. I am more home, whatever she says, I'm much more home than I was. But again, you know, it's different for her because she gets three days with him and three days with me. So I guess she doesn't see that I'm home at the moment, especially with COVID, I'm home. But I think it's an interesting thing to see that she really isn't bothered by it. I do think therapy for children is a very dangerous line to go down. As I said, it certainly didn't work out for my son, Zach, which I found, you know, just, I think it's a very dangerous thing unless you're there because somebody could be telling your child anything and they believe it. I mean, I've never heard of anything from a twin being, you know, still angry that he had to share his mother's womb with his brother and it's all his brother's fault. That's why everything's happened to him. I think it's, you know, just such a wrong message to to give somebody. And then, you know, the boys, if you are matter of fact, which I have been, all of their friends are divorced parents and some of them in much worse position. I know one of my son's friends um, hasn't seen his mother for like five years, I think they said. In some respects, my son see that we're all really good friends. As Yasmin said, Sergio is very different from their father. You know, that is good in one respect. And maybe when you have an older man who comes in and tries to put his foot down and tell, be the, not be the father, but put their foot down and maybe, you know, enforce some sort of rules and things like this. And it's not that Sergio doesn't enforce rules. He demands respect, even though they tease him or whatever else sometimes, you know, like Yasmin will give jab back. But, you know, the same way that she jabs back at me, to be honest, it's just the fa her father cuts it down a lot quicker. At the same time, they have a nice relationship, maybe more like friendly. He does have fun with her. They do do all the silly stuff that maybe you know, we got too old to do and we don't, you know, want to go on a banana boat. I don't want to be flung from side to side with 10 girls. You know, maybe they go off and, you know, he helps around the room with with things that she needs hanging and all the stuff that I can't do that he kind of enjoys. And they actually do cooking together. It's quite sweet. You know, maybe, you know, all of us have lost that playfulness, whereas he still has it, you know, and whether you think that that's because he's a child or not, I really don't care. I don't want Sergio to lose his childlike side as I don't want to lose my childlike side. You know, I have a very childish side in some respects. I love to play pranks. I love to laugh. I love to roll around on the floor and giggle and have pillow fights because, you know, frankly, adult life sucks. You know, I mean, today I have been fighting my law case, my tax bills, my this and my that. So I can't wait till Sergio comes bounding through that door and does something funny or wants to go for a walk with me and makes me giggle or like have a water fight or pushes me in the pool or something that, you know, is just ridiculous. I love that part because the ridiculousness takes the pain out of life and makes life bearable because if it's not that, 
then what are we doing? What are we all doing? We're bringing up children and there's no rule book to this. It's fucking hard. And you get no thanks. You get absolutely no thanks. So I didn't get anything for Mother's Day. I got screamed at on her birthday because there was two birthdays. There was one on the weekend where I'd done Atlantis and all this kind of rubbish. And then the actual day when it was just dinner with us and I was told there was no cakes and anything like this in the restaurant we were going to. So I didn't organize anything. And then, you know, all hell broke loose because I hadn't got cake pops. But And it was the end of the world, like literally the end of the fucking world. You can't think nothing else. Like I managed to get the present. I got the present from me. I got the present from the father. I organized the dinner. I got the balloons. I organized, you know, all her friends to go to Atlantis. None of that was remembered. It's just that I forgot the cake pops. And that's raising a teenage girl. I mean, it really is. You you can't do this and expect you're going to get a different outcome. And I get so many friends who are just, you know, call me and go, and by the way, that's not to say she's a horror the whole time. She's not. Sometimes she's amazing. You know, I, I went to see this person and they told me that Yasmin, I didn't choose Yasmin as my daughter. She chose me and she was here to look after me. And that makes a lot of sense in the way she is. She's very wise beyond her years, even though she has these ridiculous sort of like, you know, I'll say it's sunny outside and it's clearly sunny and she'll tell me it's raining because I said it was sunny. So, you know, that's just the way it is. And, you know, you have to understand that. And with my friends, she's amazing. But, you know, I'm very pragmatic about these things. I know it's a phase. I know that, you know, teenage years, everybody's hated. I remember myself as a teenager and my parents couldn't do anything right. You can't expect to get a different outcome. It's hormones, it's periods, it's boys, it's, you know, alcohol, drugs, all of these things that they're steering themselves through these times. You know, one thing about living here, I guess most of those things actually aren't in their way here. It's very hard to get alcohol. Drugs aren't available at all. You know, so we're quite lucky in that respect. And this place is safe. You know, so I don't worry about where she is as much as I probably would if she was in London right now and walking around because, I mean, oh my God, the things they wear, it's like a uniform. They all say they want to be individual, which really makes me laugh because they're not individual at all. They're like little sheep. They are literally carbon cutouts of each other. I went out, I took them out to a restaurant the other night. It, I literally thought that I was on the Victoria's Secret runway show and that they'd all forgotten their outerwear and they were just in their underwear. It's insane. As I said, the one good thing about living here is thank God it's quite a safe place and nothing really happens and there's nowhere to go late at night for kids. So at the end of the day, like, okay, it's embarrassing for me, but they're all dressed the same and I'm going to a restaurant and they're coming home. There's nowhere to go. So I guess I'm in control of it in some way, shape or form. And all that happens, by the way, when her father gets hold of her and she makes him change, all she does is shove it under a hoodie and go out and take the hoodie off. So, you know, you're not winning either way. Like I can jump and scream and whatever else. I'm not winning. And then it's these nails. They've all gone through this nail stage. I don't know what the boys are going to be like, but they're going out with like these dreadful talons. Thank God they don't allow them at school. So it's not possible. But like all the things they do to be individual are actually what they're doing to be the same. The nails, they all have long nails. The bras, they all go out in the bras. They all dye their hair pink or blue, whatever it is. I don't see what's individual about it at all. If you're all doing it, it is what it is. I like, I fight with her. My house, if you've all seen, is decorated with an inch of its life because, you know, that's what I do over here. And her room looks like, you know, she, she's in Oliver Twist. She's got a bed and an Ikea side table and there's not much else. And I go in there the whole time going, can I just get you a rug? Can I just get you this? No, no, no. Impossible. 
So I've given up. I just, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, what can I do? I, I can't make her have a cozy room. I can't make her have an interior designed room. I can't make her want things she doesn't want. I can't, even if I buy and spend all this money on clothes, if she doesn't put it on, what's the point? I'm just throwing my money away. In some way you spend your, or well, their teenage years just giving up. I mean, and I'm not to say that I'm a yes person. I'm not a yes person. But, you know, sometimes I just have to pick my battles. And as I've said, I've realized that you don't see adults really walking around in their bras and pants at this stage of their lives or, you know, hot pants so short that their things, bits are hanging out. So I just figured, well, you know, I guess she'll grow out of it at some point and hopefully sooner rather than later. You know, she's going to start feeling ridiculous. I guess it comes to the best of us, right? And the bits that I do enjoy, she like she opens up a lot more to me now and her friends, apparently I'm the cool mum. I'm not a regular mum and I'm cool mum. So I kind of let the kids all hang out here. So they come here and like, I can be scary. Like I want them out the house by 11.30, done. But her room is like the hangout room and they and I prefer to have them under my roof, frankly, and know what they're doing because walking around shopping malls and going to other parents' houses, I just, you know, what... I don't know. At least I can try and keep some sort of control of it. And then if anything goes wrong, I'm here, right? That's all you can do. You can just guide them and know that, you know, look, she's still, I think at this stage, she's still getting really good grades. So I can't punish her. And she needs to have a life. You know, with COVID, I think they spent so much time in their room alone and isolated. I don't want that for our children. Our children need to get out there. So I think it's so important that she gets out there, makes new friends and, and understand lots of friends because I feel like they get very cliquey, these girls at these ages. And it's like gangs. They get, they, they, they go around in like groups. And then this group, it's like, I've got beef with this group. I have no idea what you're talking about. What the hell is beef? And it's like, I don't want this sort of cliquey meanness, like mean girls. I feel like it's that Lindsay Lohan show, Mean Girls. They've got to be in this one gang. I really feel like it's good to change their friends. It's good to get out there and do different things. She's learning Spanish and she does that. Then she travels with her dad. And so I think it's super important just to keep their horizons really open because I can see in their teenage years that world becomes their only world. And as I think we've all understood that all the things that we are we thought were important at 15, well, I don't remember any of them. And I got two or three friends left from that era. So I think that that's a really, really key point that everything, everything subsides. And I think for all of you guys that are out there that are in loveless marriages or sad or, you know, doing it for your children, don't. Because even if my daughter's sort of carelessness about it all and sort of like, it doesn't bother me, attitude is a bit of a shock to you. Let it be a lesson to you. Understand that teenagers are fucking selfish they don't care. They don't care. They actually really don't give a shit. They just care about themselves. So if you can have a takeaway from this, don't stay in a place for your children. Do something for yourself because your kids will get over it. They get over it quite quickly and it's how you handle it and get on with your life and make yourselves happy because at the end of the day, your kids are learning from you. I don't want my daughter to grow up and say that, you know, that mummy was a martyr and had to stay because, you know, in an unhappy marriage or daddy did, you know, she's going to see two very happy parents, I hope. I doubt we're ever going to get to the place where we're best friends, but I wouldn't mind being great friends. I don't know. We're not there yet, but you know, I'm working towards it and we'll get to a good place. But, you know, the fact is my children are absolutely fine. 
They really are. They have two great lives. We're two very different people. And the funny thing is they all see it. They see how different life is with their dad to how life is with me. That's not to say that mine's a ruleless, crazy house and their dad's is like strict as anything. It's just, we have different ways of getting to the same place. If I need him to back me up in something, I call him. If they're really not listening to me, I simply go, I'm calling your dad. And then we get on the phone and we have the same, same structure. And that's it. And then I put the phone down. But other than that, they're okay. So don't feel guilt, move on, make yourself happy and understand everything happens for a reason. With that, I hope this little insight into my teenage angst world helps. Yeah, it's a thankless task, but you know, I, I do see there will be light at the end of the tunnel. I see my girlfriends who've come out at 16, 17, 18 year old g- girls and they have a fabulous relationship. So if you can just breathe deep through the teenage years and understand its hormones, we're all good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 